excuse me, they should all be on the um, screen, but it's Emmanuel. O come all ye faithful in silent night.
They fool me. Set down one, two, three. <clears throat> there. To get me. For, for me and Rhonda, today is a special day. All of our families together in a worship service. When was the last time that we were all together for a worship service? And especially with me. Being the pastor. It's, it's been a long, long time. <laughs> well, no, no. I, I, Rob, I didn't have hair. Rob said he knew I was lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so it is a special <clears throat> gift to us uh, that they are here with us. And so we are enjoying our time together. Shasta's enduring our time together. <laughs> She's like, I am so tired. What are these people doing? Send Shasta over to Elena. Let her. She could join Jesse. But I was talking about it's a gift for us to be together. And 
I just felt it was appropriate even for, uh, to again, John 3, 16, where it says, for God so loved the world that what? He gave. That he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, growing up, and I'm still growing up. Just go ahead and, and admit it. I am not grown yet. But when I was a youngster, I'd hear my mom and dad talk about their Christmas presents when they were growing up. And let me say that what they received was very simple. Often it would only be a piece of fruit, maybe a piece of candy, maybe some nuts. back then very simple well in my lifetime I have seen a drastic change in gift giving there are not many children in America this Christmas who will only receive a piece of candy a piece of fruit and some nuts now I know that there who are facing hardships where they may not get anything. I, I understand that. But by and large, there would not be any children who are just receiving those really things because we have become of age in America where bigger is better, more expensive is better. Something made a noise at me then. But, but you, you know... Their, their families, and maybe y'all have, and maybe you are, maybe we did, maybe we will, they go in debt for Christmas. That it takes them the next 12 months to pay off what they bought for this Christmas. And then next Christmas, guess what? They go in debt again for Christmas, and it takes them another year to pay off those gifts. And, and that cycle just continues on. We, we have come gifts that they have to be big and expensive and even going into debt if we need so gift giving has changed from very simple to often very elaborate but gift giving has changed in other ways when I was a child practically everybody talked about man in the big red suit and every present came from that man Younger generations today are not necessarily doing those things. A lot of the younger generation now are saying to the children, all of your presents come from loved ones and come from family. So there, there's been a shift. Now, I'm not saying that the big jolly man is not still very dominant, because he is, but a lot of families have moved away from that tradition and no longer are doing so. And so we, we have seen giving changes and also the fact that the forms that gift giving may take now I don't know about your family but my family I'm talking about my mom and dad and me and my siblings and all we used to practice this thing called drawing names how many of y'all ever did that I mean drawing names now we're talking about 25 or 30 names do, do you know 
what it was like with that many people drawing names. Every Christmas, somebody did not show up that was supposed to come and bring a gift. And so somebody else had their feelings hurt because they did not get a gift while they were giving it. Or somebody would get a gift that when it was received, it was like, what? I got, you gave me this? I, I, I almost run and scream. And we did that until they were what in their settings. Mom determined we were going to continue drawing names no matter if we got in the fist fight. We were going to draw names. And it was like the, the, the hardest thing that I could ever imagine for, for Christmas. Maybe your family is more civilized than my family was. And maybe y'all can do it without doing that. Well, you know, you have the drawing of names and then what about white elephant gift exchange? Anybody ever done the white elephant gift exchange? Do you, do you even know what I'm talking about? It, it goes by various names, but it's when everybody brings their gifts. And we do this for our Thursday night group. Uh, we, we had to postpone it for some reason this, this December. So we're going to do it in January. But everybody brings like a $10 gift on, on that night. And Rhonda designed this board a few years back and, and, a, and, a, and a big dice. Or I guess one is a die. And, uh, and on that big board, if you roll a one, you paste your gift to the left or you steal a gift or whatever. And we do that three turns around the room. You talking about hectic? You, you talk about gift stealing? You, you talk about jealousy? I wanted that. And you took it away from me. Please. Roll the die one more time so that I can try to, to get it back. And, and so we see also in churches sometimes they have these ladies groups called Secret Sisters. Y'all ever practice Secret Sisters here? Secret Sisters, they're usually not that secret. Somehow or another it gets out who's got who's Somehow or another they, they figure it out that she's got money. She won't buy anything worthwhile. Oh, she's got my name. She's going to good year. And then Christmas, everybody gives a gift to each other. You, you know, gift giving has taken on so many different flavors, actions now that, you know, it, it's hard to keep up with. And some employers, I guess, still give Christmas presents. Do they? Uh, I don't know where I used to work. Uh, sometimes they'd give us a ham, sometimes they'd give us a turkey, sometimes they'd give us a $25 bonus check or, or whatever. Now, when I worked with my brother-in-law in, -law in uh, house remodeling, there was, there was nothing. <laughs> I'm just hoping for a paycheck. <laughs> so sometimes it didn't even come through. So, but, you know, even employers sometimes actually give gifts. Now, now Phil in military, they gave you all kind of gifts for Christmas, right? Yeah, I mean, your stocking runneth over <laughs> every Christmas. So, Y'all can name other ways that gifts are given, I'm sure. But for, for us in America, Christmas, man, gift giving takes center stage. What do you want for Christmas? And, and somebody probably will get it. 
Christmas. lose sight of that now I'm not opposed to gift giving and I'm not I'm really not opposed to gift receiving I mean you know I'm all in favor of receiving gifts did, did y'all bring me my gifts Nikki did you you, you forgot it oh okay <laughs> we, we, we you know we, we joke about gift giving but all of us do like to receive gifts and and I do like to give gifts but we can't let those gifts overshadow the gift, the gift of Jesus Christ. Because it's only through him that there's the opportunity for salvation. And when we consider him being born in this world, and we tie that together with the Lord's Supper, it really takes on a special significance. Jesus was born what Jesus said until he returns we are to remember him so when you combine Christmas in gift giving with the Lord's Supper you end up with two of the greatest truths in Christianity Born and came into this world as a true gift of salvation, and Christ will return one day <coughs> to bring everything to a conclusion. So, as we partake in the Lord's Supper today, we are celebrating both of these his birth and his soon return. And when he returns, he will come back as the King of Kings. And Lord of Lords. What better gift could there be than the gift of His Son? The second greatest gift is when someone accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior. Man, what better time than Christmas to be saved? So that if you hear don't know Christ as your Savior, then you see me after the service. I, as I look around, all of you in here have professed you know Christ as your Savior. But if by chance God convicts you that you don't, then I'm more than glad to speak to you. But we want to transition the service now to introducing the Lord's Supper. As we do so, we need to himself for he
We, we are to examine ourselves each time we receive the Lord's Supper. And, and this scripture is not talking about if we're worthy enough to receive it or not, because we will never be worthy enough to receive it. It's speaking of the fact, are we living in such a way that we can worthily receive the Lord's Supper? Are we living for Him? Are we honoring Him? Are we obeying Him? Do we have hidden sin that we need to confess? Always at the beginning of the Lord's Supper, I, I give opportunity for individuals to, to examine themselves and to seek God's direction if there's sins that they need to confess. So as we prepare for the Lord's Supper, I'm going to ask you to just bow your head and close your eyes. And I'm going to ask you to examine your heart and see how things are between you and God. Are they right? Or is there something that you need to And if there is, do so before we actually the Lord's Supper. Father, help us to remember the shed blood and the broken body as we gather together for this meal of remembrance this morning. Forgive us of our sins. Help us to live for you daily. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. This time, I'm going to ask you, if you would, to get a cracker and uh, a cup of the, the juice, and we'll remain gathered up here as we partake of the Lord's Supper together. So if y'all would, would come.
1 Corinthians 1, 23 and 24. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do this in remembrance of me. First Corinthians 11 and 25. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. May we pray. Father, for your broken body and your shed blood, we are grateful. It is through your sacrifice that we have Christmas. It's through your sacrifice we have forgiveness of sins. It's through your sacrifice we have the promise of heaven. And may we rejoice over that this Christmas season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And the Bible says, when the supper was ended, Jesus and his disciples departed singing a song. This time we're going to sing Amazing Grace.